everybody, and welcome to the In Tune with Calhoun podcast, where you can get all of your business news right here in your own community from the Calhoun County Area Chamber of Visitor Center. I am Ashley Jones, Communications Director, and today I'm talking with Dale Smith, the CEO and President of Felon Funding, as well as the Felon Education Project. Good morning, Ashley. How have you been? I haven't seen you in quite a while. It has been a while. Um, Yeah, I'm doing well. How about you? Pretty good, all things considered. I think we're all just kind of in a state of like, could be worse, could be better. Could be worse, yeah. Um, (laughs) That's for sure. Oh, goodness. Well, um, tell me a little bit about felon funding. Well, felon funding is actually the the second half of a program that was authorized by the Alabama legislature 16, uh, six years ago. And uh, the, the Department of Corrections, um, a, uh, the J.F. Drake Technical and Community College in Huntsville, and SCORE. And SCORE is a nonprofit company that is owned by the Small Business Administration, and I happen to be the district time. So I was part of this group and they wanted to explore the possibility of putting together a program that would teach entrepreneurship to men in our prisons. And so uh, as we looked at things, there really wasn't any curriculum that addressed the needs of a felon. There are things felons can't do. Businessmen or businesswomen would you know, take for granted. OK, well, I just go get a credit card. I could get a bank account opened, I can do this, and and felons can't do those things. So uh, I started researching and wrote a program for them. It was a six-week program, two hours of instruction uh, every week, uh, and it was under the auspices of J.F. Drake Technical College. The next part of that legislation was that the state would put together a fund which would... um, help finance these men, and it was only in the men's prisons, I'm not uh, belittling the women anyway, but um, it was only in the men's prisons, so when they got out, they could get a grant from the state to start their business. It appears the state can't legally do that, so that never happened. Since we've been shut down for the last two years, um, then I took it upon myself to see if this is possible, and last year, organized the Felon Funding Corp. And as part of what we want to do is to put together a fund which uh, would be designated to help these men and now women, because this year our programming is in all the state prisons, both the men and the prisons. So we have women uh, from Tutwiler, from the Montgomery Women's Center and the Birmingham uh, Women's Center. Um, and so we want to put this fund together. They go through our course. They learn, you know, everything about how to start a new business, and then they can write their business plan and submit it with a loan request, and hopefully we'll be able to help fund them uh, with loans of up to 2500 So if their business, you know, let's say they want to start um, – you know, somebody's a hairdresser and they need to, to start their own little uh, hairdresser business. They need 
combs, brushes, dryers, you know, all the things that go into to being a hair hairstylist, then they would loan them that five, six hundred, a thousand dollars, whatever it would be. As they pay that back, then they're able to borrow larger amounts of. So it's a revolving kind of thing. Um, and the same with the men. So if they want to start a landscaping business or they're an electrician or they've learned HVAC while they're in prison, then, you know, we can help them purchase their supplies to get their business going. Uh, so that's an exciting part of it. I love the teaching part, which I did for three and a half years. And uh, we very rapidly became the most popular course at Limestone Prison. So uh, the guys were trying to get into the class <laughs> all the time. They were trying to sneak in and <laughs> you can't sneak around in a, in a prison setting. And so the, some of the correctional officers, you know, wanted to, you know, move them back in and said, no, you got to get in line and wait your turn. Uh, Cause I'd have 25 guys in there trying to get into the class and it was only supposed to be 16 men, but people heard about what the class was all about and they wanted in. So it's been exciting to see uh, both companies, the Felon Education Project, which uh, writes the material. Um, I don't know this is if you can see this or not, but this is one of the workbooks uh, oh. we did specifically for the state of Alabama. And uh, it's an eight-week course now and four hours a week. And they learn all kinds of things um, while they're in the class. If you don't mind, let me give you some of the titles. Uh, First one, Second Chance Banking and How to Open Bank Accounts. A lot of people in the uh, correction system have just been used to a cash business. And they don't have checking accounts. As a felon, most banks will not open one for you. So we teach them how to use checks, checking accounts, how to get them, because there are banks in town that will do it, but you have to ask specific questions. Uh, We have a course on anger management and professionalism at at work, assertiveness and self-control, becoming an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. (laughs) That's even hard to say. (laughs) But um, creating a business plan from bright ideas. You know, uh, I've been in business for a a long time and I've written those 100, 200 page business plans. We are not expecting somebody coming out of prison uh, that may or may not have a GED or a 100 page business plan. So we teach them how to write a one page plan, how to write an MVP plan, which is minimum viable product. What's the least it takes to get you business uh, or one of the more traditional additional business plans. And, and that would just depend on what type of business they're going to uh, start and how much, uh, how much funds they need to start their business. Uh, creating business plans. Uh, let's see, we talked about that. conflict resolution, uh, creating problem solving. You know, one of the, the problems with uh, people in prison is that they, they only know one way to solve a problem. And so we want to teach them in through this course that there are a lot of ways to solve this problem uh, that don't involve violence, that don't involve, uh, you know, breaking the law and getting yourself in trouble again. Uh, I truly believe that the majority of people in our prisons, not counting, you know, the violent offenders that are in a different part of the prison, but most of the people that are there doing two years, three years, five years uh, for assault, for 
uh, identity theft, for drug possession. You know, they really want to succeed in life. They really want to succeed with their family. They want to provide for them. They just may not have the skills necessary. So, so that course helps them deal with, you know, how do I creatively handle this situation? We also teach them how to do business with the federal government. And uh, it's so exciting. We did our very first class in um, Wetumpka, Alabama at um, Ingram uh, Prison and uh, Ingram State Technical College, which, by the way, is the only only on prisons and is located on a prison campus. And so it's uh, at the uh, at the prison there. Our first class had four uh, students in it. And um, it turns out that one of those men is, now has a contract with the city of Montgomery to do all their lawn, court, lawn care. Oh. And, on the devil strips and he, you know, does various things uh, related to, you know, his territory. He's not the only company, but it's, you know, it's exciting to think that one of these guys who, and and at the time, those guys all had served 10 years prison for 10 years and through maybe the help of our course landed a government contract and uh, is, is just really doing well. Uh, Let's have a course on uh, finding your trusted influencers and advisors. You know, TikTok is full of uh, influencers. (laughs) (laughs) I've never actually seen one except the news clips on TV. Uh, But what we want these folks to do is to find people within their community that can be a good influencer and a good advisor. And many times that means that uh, your relative may not be the best person to do that that you need to find help through a chamber of commerce, through SCORE, through a church, through some other nonprofit that exists in your area Mm -hmm. to guide you. You know, they've just come out of a prison setting. Everything was ordered for them. And they're given basically $20 to start their life over. Well, I don't know about you, but I'd have a hard time starting my life over with $20. Yeah. (laughs) Last one day with me, you know. So finding people that really can advise you and help you. And we have a whole course. I mean, it's a two hour long course on how to do that. Uh, Funding your new business. And that's part of the felon funding court. There is money available and we're working with some major uh, companies uh, hoping that they will see the benefit of helping start small businesses. Yes. They're owned by somebody who has just been imprisoned, who has a felony in their background, but, you know, if we can begin that transition and, and I think for the most part, our prisons are doing as good a job as they can given the setting that they're in. And so it's up to organizations, um, you know, like mine that are outside the prison system still have that same passion and drive to give them not only the education and the encouragement, but to back it up with dollars and say, okay, you want to start your business? Let me give you your first thousand dollars. Let me help you buy your first mower. Let me do, you know, let us partner with you. And it won't just be getting a check and, you know, we'll never see them again. They then have to get a mentor that will advise them. And hopefully SCORE is one of those organizations that will will fill in that gap. Uh, uh, Men and women that have been in business for many years that understand business 
but also understand the personal struggle, you know, the failure. Yeah. Uh, I failed three or four times before I finally had a successful company. And that's pretty normal for a lot of people. You have to fail in order to learn how to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a goal setting class. Uh, we have a class on teaching people understanding how they learn. You know, some people learn by seeing, some people learn by hearing, some have to actually touch. So we have a whole course on that. Uh, and it's extremely helpful mm-hmm. if they, these individuals can learn that I, I, I can't, uh, I have to have somebody show me how to do this. I can't be expected to, you know, get a piece of paper and say, here, go follow these instructions. Oh. Doesn't work for some people, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, how do you see yourself? I am my own brand. We want these, uh, we want our graduates from our courses and the people that come to Felon Funding Corp uh, to understand you are a brand. So let's work on your brand. What is it about that makes you unique? You know, there's a lot of companies uh, in town that cut grass. There are a lot of companies in town that have plumbers or HVAC or beauty shops or dress shops or whatever type business you want to start. So what makes you different? And understanding the branding process, everything from a logo, a name, a website, you know, email blast, Facebook pages, all those, all those things are covered. Uh, it was fascinating in the very first class I taught uh, down at Ingram State Technical College. I asked the four men in the class, and all of them in that class had already served 15 to 20 years. Wow. They had not uh, seen much TV at that point in time. And I said, okay, let's say you're getting out next month, and and we're going to help you start your own business. Where's the first place you're going to advertise? What would you think their answer would be? As a modern woman, you know, you're in business. Where, where are you going to advertise? I would, I would say social media. Social media. You know what their number one answer was? Oh, God. I'm trying to think 15, 20 years ago. What? Oh. Let me help you out. The yellow pages. I was going to say, was it like a phone book or the newspaper? Yeah, the phone book. <laughs> and I said, guys, there is no phone book anymore. You know, there's no yellow pages. They said, well, how do you how do you find anything? And they honestly did not know. I said, you pick up your phone and you say, hey, Siri or hey, Google, whichever you have. How do I get to this location? Yeah. And they there was just a foreign concept to them. They had no clue it had changed that much in 15 years. Um so branding, improve your self-leadership. Um, we do have a, a course on uh, job search skills. You know, there are over 500 companies in the U.S. that hire felons that have signed the Fair Hiring Pledge, which came out of the Obama administration. And companies say we will no longer uh, we will no longer ask about your criminal record. And so men and women can go to a business and they don't have to divulge the fact that they have a a crime in their background, a felony in their background. And we provide them with a a list. Uh, We have a resource book um, over here, nowhere to go but up. This lists every resource in every state 
where people coming out of prison can get help. And we make that available to the prisons so they can uh, help their folks get out of town. Learning how to fill out small uh, business forms mm-hmm. so that they would not know how to, to do a, a even a checking account register, registry, but let's say they need a, a balance sheet. They need a pro forma. They need a P&L statement. All those are foreign concepts. So we have about a four-hour course and we provide them all the forms. We teach them how to fill them out. Where do you get these numbers? Uh, so that's really important. If you're going to run a business, you have to know, how do you write a quote? How do I invoice a customer? Uh, and that's some of the things that we do. And um, uh, let's see. We business actually, licenses, stuff like that. Yeah. Where to get your business license? What does it cost? Do I incorporate? Am I a sole proprietor? Mm-hmm. Things again, they would not know just from their upbringing. They have to be taught that. They have to be mentored with that because even though you go through these courses, you know it may be six months before you're actually out of prison. Well, in six months, you know I can't remember six months ago. I don't know about (laughs) way too many gray hairs to remember six months ago. Uh, Stress management time management, organizational skills. And one of the ones that's really popular is how to start your own nonprofit. And we actually were asked by the Mississippi Department of Corrections to come teach 25 of their inmates, all of whom were enrolled in a master's level program. They're on the campuses. They were all serving life sentences. So they're not going anywhere. And But they were excited to be able to teach the course a lot of people have uh, transit, uh, life-changing transitions when they're in prison, especially when you start getting more advanced uh, prison time, you know, the 10, 15, 20 years, you come out and you're really a different person. And uh, so many of them want to give back to the community and to repay their debt to the community. So we have a four-hour course. We give them all the forms that they need, all the IRS forms they need. And so, um, so that's the felon education side of the equation. The felon funding side, as we've already talked about, is more than just uh, making loans to people that want to start their business. It's um, developing new ways of teaching. For example, uh, the felon education project wants to put all this online so that when they get out of prison, they still have access to all these manuals, all the training sessions. And so Felon Funding Corp will be funding the development that, of that learning management system uh, because it does cost quite a bit of a library of all these courses online. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's, you're a busy man. <laughs> I'm a busy man. It, it takes a lot. Uh, I have representatives of, of both companies in Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, South Carolina and Louisiana currently, and we're all going in different directions. I could not really do everything that's necessary. And, and locally, this is, this is where it started, right here in Anniston, uh, right in Calhoun County. So I'm the president and CEO of both companies for now. Hopefully that will change soon and I can devote uh, myself to one or the other, but we're growing our organization. We need lots of help. And at the moment, we have very little money to work with because we haven't 
kicked off our fundraising efforts yet. Mm-hmm. So we need people that can say, you know, I'd like to help with your website. I'm a web designer uh, and, you know, we need their help. Or I do marketing for my business and I'd be glad to volunteer an hour or two to help with your marketing plan to develop your social media uh, outreach. Um, you know, we've just added um, a donation page to our our website and it was suggested that we consider accepting cryptocurrency. Oh, which I I said, well, why would somebody do crypto with you? Well, it turns out there are a lot of people that have done very, very well. And rather than pay taxes, they would rather make a donation to a charity at the value of that day. So I'm not an expert in cryptocurrency by any either. <laughs> I like to dabble and, you know, I've, I've bought a few million shares and they're still not worth more than $500, but right. I, got, I got millions of coins. <laughs> so we need, you know, we need people to have various expertise to come and, and work with us, uh, you know, possibly to sit on our board and help us. Uh, we've talked with some of our banks and some of our um, utility companies here in the Calhoun County area about their helping us. Um, and so we would love to find some some corporate sponsors. We don't need your money right now today necessarily, but we'd love to get people on board and and say, you know, uh, if, if we would be glad to donate this amount of money once everything is organized and you're ready and you have people needing um equipment, you know, we would help them purchase that through a voucher system or a cash donation to FEC or uh, a felon funding corp rather. And then we would uh, drop the contracts of so the loan agreements because it's, it's going to be a real business. You know, we want them to sign contracts, do business plans, uh, learn how to use their, their statements. And um, so that's what we're about. So locally, any of the folks here in Calhoun County, If you want to reach out to me, uh, whether you want to donate time or money, um, we would love to sit down and talk to you. Last night, we were at the business after hours, and I've already gotten an email from two different people that I met last night wanting to sit down and talk to us about Felon Funding Corps. So, you know, it's exciting. One of the men uh, is with the Veterans Court. Let's see. Oh, that's green. So you can't see that. (laughs) I can see like part of it, veterans. Part of it. This one is all about uh, uh, veterans that are felons. What benefits do they lose? What do they keep? Oh, wow. I never even thought about that. To get their benefits back. Yeah. Every group in society makes mistakes. I mean, that's just, you know, the way it is. We all all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But veterans, you know, uh, they've got a family that's depending on their benefits. If they have their health care coverage, through uh, TRICARE or through the the VA or whatever, you know, what happens when you're serving a prison sentence? What happens to your family? So we we teach those things, how to make appeals to uh, the VA court, have things reinstated, to assign benefits. Um, You know, it's just been a fascinating journey. This was not something that I set out to do uh, in my career. Uh, it was just that the Lord provided an opportunity and says, I want you to be part of this group and, and look at this and see if it's something you can do. Uh, and boy, I was excited. Uh, 
you know, I, I've been a minister here in town for many, many years and around the country. I've served in five church staffs. Some of you will uh, recognize me with a long white beard and have been <laughs> Santa's for the last 12 years. Uh, but now I've decided, you know, I'm just going to devote everything I have to this. And so, um, you know, it's so much fun to wake up every day and have a new challenge. You know, this week, all of our websites were hacked by Russian hackers. What? <gasps> lost every website. Now I have backups, you know, but oh it's gosh. had to go clean all these viruses, set up new firewalls. I'm not a computer person. <laughs> I can't. Oh. I'm not a real computer person. So again, that would be where some of our local businesses could say, you know, I, I can't do a lot, but I can sure take over your internet information, make sure that you have firewalls, make sure you have backups, make sure that the, you know, we're, we're keeping out malware and spyware and whatever. Um, so it's, this week it's been really a struggle just trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do to, you know, host all of our websites on new servers that apparently are a whole lot better have security than where we're currently hosting. Um, Cause you know, I can't let these things go down. Right. The interview. I would not want somebody to go to our website. So I'm not even going to give you the URL. <laughs> Don't go there yet because it's not there. And oh, what was no. not appropriate. So we're, you know, we're going to hold off for a, uh, a week or two before we relaunch our websites, but we'll certainly get that uh, to you that you can share with everybody uh, because we do want their, their, their help. We want them to learn, you know, what, what we do, why we do it. And here's some of the success stories um, of the men and women that are going through our program. Absolutely. So if they can't reach you via website, could they email you? Is that, a they thing? can. Okay. Yes. And, you know, you're going to get the uh, the website URL anyway, but the best way is dale at felonfunding.com or dale at felon education project. So those are two, two websites for profit company. And people have asked me, well, why aren't you doing a ministry or why aren't you doing it as a nonprofit? I said, because I'm teaching entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is about business. It's about making money. There's nothing wrong with making money. People that are in a difficult situation because I give them far more value. We don't charge them anything. The, the, our courses are absolutely free while you're incarcerate, incarcerated. Once you're released and uh, are working with a local agency, that's why we have Felon Funding Corp who can help underwrite those costs uh, because it does cost something to to make these workbooks, um, and the workbooks are, you know, they're written in plain English. Uh, I, I had uh, <clears throat> I have a contact here in Alabama that that has a, a ministry, a prison ministry. And he said, "Oh, well, we're we're using so and so university uh, to teach our people how to write a business plan." I said, "Well, that's great, but you know, these people." don't have GEDs, how are they going to adapt to what a university expects Right. university level when you can't even, you haven't even graduated high school. So we intentionally wrote things very simply 
it, it's it's not. Um, and we tried to keep it at about a fifth or sixth grade reading level, but at the same time challenge them that, OK, here's the actual form that you have to fill out or here's one of the, the uh, exercises that they have to do. And so we made those appropriate. Um, and, and, you know, I'd love for uh, somebody uh, to help us with even uh, redesigning some of our, our workbooks. I'm not a graphic artist, and yet I did all the graphic art, art in all the books. So there's just a lot of need in, in both the entrepreneurial company as well as the nonprofit company. So I, I know you're probably aware of the Small Business Development Center at JSU, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if, if, if it was uh, a local small business that started up, but I think they serve the surrounding counties as well. They go pretty far down from Calhoun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, SBDCs, there's um, one, two, three, four. I think there's about six of them, seven of them around the state. Mm-hmm. They are also part of the SBA. So when I worked with SCORE, we score and the SBDC do the, the exact same thing. Score tended to work more one-on-one with some of the smaller businesses that wanted to be uh, SBDC uh, will work with anybody just like score does. Uh, but in general, they, they work with more medium sized uh, businesses. And, and so it was a nice marriage Um uh, you may not know this, but the third partner as, that's with the SBDC are the women business women's business centers, and so we have uh, one of those in Huntsville, and we have one at least the last time I knew in uh, in uh, Mobile. So uh, so those three groups are all have the same task. We each do them in different ways. But they're all owned by the S, by the uh, small mm-hmm. business administration. We all know each other. Uh, we refer clients back and forth to each other, and, and I still include me with Score. I love Score. Uh, I just you know needed to separate myself for a while to right. focus. Uh, you know, mentoring new businesses takes a lot of work, and so um, you know we here in Alabama. I was traveling from Huntsville to Pensacola, Florida, because I had all of the panhandle Florida in my territory. Well, that's a long, long distance. And I just had to say, you know, I just can't do it. And then of course, and that was just before COVID hit. So, you know, we oh, would have it anyway, <laughs> uh, but all three groups, you know, have a real passion for helping people start their small business. Good deal. Well, gosh, I mean, okay. So, in the meantime, while you guys are sorting out the website stuff, I'll have them contact you via email. And then if you yeah. want to let me know when everything's safe, I can go back and update. I, <laughs> I certainly will. You will be, you are on my email list. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Was there anything else you wanted to share? I think we learned a lot today. <laughs> well, you know, I, having been a minister years ago, I, I it's easy for me to take a two minute time and stretch it out to about 20 or 30. <laughs> Haven't dominated the conversation, but uh, there's just so much to talk about and do get excited about it, especially uh, I have to share just one story. Yeah. Uh, a man in one of our classes, he was really tall, like six, eight. Oh, wow. He, he was one of these students that he didn't, react in class 
He didn't answer questions. He didn't share anything. You never could quite tell if he was listening or if he was upset about something. There was just something about his face that just made him look, you know, like he was mad about something. So after the course ended, we always had a graduation party and we gave the guys cupcakes, which they hadn't had the whole time they're in prison. And they had uh, soft drinks, which they also, you know, couldn't have. Oh, man. They get a certificate. And so we called them all out. We had a little mini graduation ceremony. And this guy starts walking toward me. Well, you know, people that know me in person, I'm a big guy. I'm six feet, two inches tall myself. But this guy's six, eight. And he starts walking towards me. And all of a sudden, I notice he's got tears in his eyes. And he just laid the biggest bear hug on me. I ain't never graduated from nowhere. And this feels so good. And he had been arrested uh, two or three weeks before his high school graduation uh, and had spent that much time. He, I think he was about 10, 12 years into whatever sentence he had. And, uh, you know, it really touched him. Uh, and you don't see many men in prison crying. Uh, that's not something you want you see. Right. He was just covered in tears. So thankful that somebody came and shared with him how to begin to rebuild his life once he gets out. And, and I'm just glad to be part of that. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> you get some tissues here in a minute. But, um, yeah. And that's definitely put your testimonials problems. on your websites. I don't, I'm sure you do. But if you don't, you should. Yes. That's, yes. Wow. Yeah. um, I mean, the stories uh, just are endless as to uh, what we've gone. One of the things that I'm really proud of, uh, you know, in the in the whole prison system, they talk about um, recidivism rates. And in Alabama, the recidivism rate is in the 30, 35 percent range, which means one out of three prisoners are going to come back to prison. Well, we took the 280 some men that have been through my program and did a a records check. And so far two have returned to prison. Wow. Out of 280 prisoners, that's less than 1%. So, you know, am I going to take credit for it? Absolutely. But (laughs) (laughs) it's a, it's an amazing statistic that uh, hopefully holds up you yeah. know, that as they get further out, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. But when we did this study in, in the fall of last year, only two men had returned to prison. Uh, one uh, calls me all the time. Uh, he's a writer. He wants help getting his book published. So he calls all the time. Uh, and he just got caught with a small amount of marijuana in his car and they revoked his his parole and he's back in prison until November and he swears to me, he's going to quit. <laughs> we'll see, you know, uh, oh, yeah, a lot of this, you know, nobody's guilty in prison and everybody's going to change the way they, they live. But, um, but you know, that's the purpose of the course. Okay. If you need to change the way you live, then you need to learn how to run a business. You need to learn how to be a good employee. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a guy uh, from, South Alabama, his father uh, runs a, an ice cream 
a chain of ice cream trucks that go around the Mobile area and in parts of South Alabama. And he and his son hadn't talked in like 15 years because he's, well, he's been in prison and the dad's never once called him, written him, checked on him, anything. Oh. I says, you know, after the course was over, he was so excited. He said, first thing I got to do is I got to be able to talk to my dad. And then I want to show him what I've learned. And he had written a whole business plan back in the dorms on how he was going to create new routes and they were going to have new slogans and, and artwork. You know, there's a lot of good artists in prison, especially the tattoo guys. And, and, you know, it's amazing to see, even if it is just a handful that ultimately end up starting a business overall, they should be better people. Yeah. Be better husbands, better wives, uh, better friends, um, better church members, you know, Uh, And we do encourage them to get involved in a local spiritual group, Uh, if not an actual organized church, at least, you know, a group of Christian friends, religious friends that can help guide you and and keep you on uh, the straight and narrow because it's difficult. You know, if you go back into the same environment you came out of, it's going to be hard to stay out of prison. So hopefully learning not just uh, how to do certain things in business, but they're learning life skills. They're learning ways to deal with problems, to, to deal with blame, uh, you know, all these things that they they have to think about on a daily basis. Oh, my goodness. Well, Mr. Dale Smith, thank you so much for speaking to me today. I know um, I can't wait to share this with the chamber members and we'll have it on social media, too. So. Our community at large will get to see it. So hopefully we can Great. wrangle you some volunteers or some. some Absolutely. <laughs> when you get a, uh, a, a link, I'll be glad to send that out through my list and it'll go to all 50 departments of corrections around the country. So uh, appreciate it. And uh, we'll share this. Uh, I'm sure you'll share it with the SBA and SBDC and SCORE. Mm-hmm. Rest. Uh, you know, I'm just so excited to have been part of that initial group. And, and I just really believe it was God's hand moving uh, because I didn't know anybody at the DOC. I had no interest in doing prison work. That that was not ever on my radar screen. And so I was right in the middle of it. And fortunately, God had just given me all the skills that I needed to put this program together on behalf of the, the people of the state of Alabama. Well, keep up the good work. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good day. day. All right. Bye now. Bye.